dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. 54 episodes, you can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Killer, you just got back in town. You was on the road up and down that highway man. doing your thing, DJing in Columbus. What's good, man? It's that time of year, man. It's, it's, when, the, it's when the foot, you know, floor, feet to the floor thing comes into play where, you know, it's that wedding season. It's that sweet 16s. Mm-hmm. It's the, prom season. Yeah, I got a prom in two weeks I'm doing. So it's that time of year where it, uh, I'm blessed to not have to be in the clubs to be busy. <laughs> Man, so. I'm, I stay in the club, brother. I yeah, stay in the club. Yeah, I know. Life, three nights a week. <laughs> crazy how our lives have just flopped the last <laughs> three or four years. Man, got to get that check, though. Got to secure that bag, as they say, man. How was your weekend? Oh, man, it was smooth selling, man. You know, nothing too hectic, man. You know, we in a, uh, a period right now at the station where, you know, it's the calm before the storm, yeah. man. Like, uh, that, like that early spring. Is real chill, nothing major things going on right before summer hits. Cause you know, as soon as Memorial Day hits, it's go. Yeah. It's a go. Like we at we at festivals, we have fireworks, we here, we there. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, man, a lot of uh schools uh they have their um open houses, like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They want to get cause you know in Dayton area we have a lot of um charter those school. charter schools. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of events with charter schools trying to get students enrolled for the fall and uh, you know. Shoot, we're out at the county fairs and mm-hmm. we're everywhere. So it's the calm before the storm, man. So just a lot of chilling, did some housework, housework, housework. Going out to buy some mulch, dig up <laughs> weeds and all Getting types ready. of grown people shit that I don't feel like doing. That's what, that's what me and the wife was talking about. How like you know you talk about the t- calm before the storm, like like we were trying to figure out how to get something in those you know winter months after the holidays when. DJs aren't really pressed for, you know, weddings or, you know, other outside gigs. It's usually the club season. It was usually what, what kept me DJing during that January to mm-hmm. April time frame. You had a random stuff, but nothing monthly, you know, maybe a monthly gig. But trying to figure out ways to figure out, like, maybe I should do a do a theme party in, you know, in February or March when the weather kind of getting to that 50, mm-hmm. 60 and cats want to get out and got that cabin fever. Like, yeah. So we're just like brainstorming because we're trying to really take this DJ Killer Kev thing to the next level. Because I've kind of, I don't want to say I stalled out, but it's like I've got comfortable in the fact that I can still make income the way I'm making it versus like I was chasing the clubs. Right. You know, like trying to get in that club or trying to get in here, you know. And then when it started happening, it was like, you know, like you start feeling yourself. You know, yeah. you start feeling like, you, like you're good. You know, I'm I'm running in the city. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. And then when that kind of transitions to... Well, how can I make more money than well, what the clubs want to pay me? Mm-hmm. How can I how can I get to the next level of killer Kev? And it's like, man, I'm use the people that you know use what you got to get what you want type of thing. <laughs> Players you know? club, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know, you gotta really just sit back and be like, man, don't be like I, I'm not that kind of person to be asking for a whole bunch of favors from a whole bunch of people. You know, if I really rock with you, I might say, hey, you know, 
I can get something in, blah, blah. but I'm not about like just chasing it. So right. it's like, now I need to like, when you know the head of this department, that so-and-so that doing holiday planning stuff. Yeah. You know, so you know, so-and-so in the city because you've done stuff for the city of Dayton with their different things they do in the city. I've DJ for them. It's like, reach out, you know, just keep that going. Cause I'm trying to keep this income rolling for, you know, like, the whole year. Not that was downtime. It's that transition phase. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you talked about, uh, the clubs heavy. Now you and the weddings heavy now, you know what I'm saying? It's another avenue to that. Mm-hmm. It's those corporate events. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those corporate events come with a comma on them checks. Yeah. You know what I mean? They real. Like, man, I'm telling you, like, rest in peace to Doc Strange, man. Mm-hmm. He, he really, like, towards, you know, towards the, I would say the 2015, early 2016, like, he really was getting me motivated for that chapter because he was doing Under Armour. He had a thing with Under Armour he was doing and when he was really getting into big corporate stuff and it's like he has that Ron Hunter sound where he can he can bring you anything you need as right. far as what you need sound wise. So he has the equipment where me, I feel like charging more more than I charge for anything. Like if I, if I charge, you know, $100 an hour to charge someone else $1,000 for something, it's like, well, I need to have more mm. than what I'm bringing to that $400 gig. Right. So just like going over that within myself and it's like he was just kind of breaking it down to me and how he started getting those lanes. And if you just get one, like I've been blessed to have the right Pat thing last year that I did and they booked me for on, on the spot for this year. So Christmas time, I do their Christmas party and it's like that's a that, that's a big like that's 400 people, you know, coming for their holiday party. And it's like you locked in with right Pat. But well, in that next organization that's doing mm-hmm. something, going to reach out to them. Who's that guy you had at Christmas time? He's nice. Yeah. So it's like that's how that ball gets rolling. So that's what I'm on. I'm chasing that. <laughs> nothing, nothing else matters to me for real. Like I'm not married with three kids, man. My my wanting wanting to be in the club days is about through. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't even really care for that because I'm not hollering at no bitches. Right. I'm not even really getting drunk no more because it take me four days to get feeling <laughs> feeling better. Like <laughs> you at that point where it's like I've done it. Yeah. Way too much already. And it's yeah, like, man. Let's find another way to have some fun. Man, honestly, <laughs> I have uh. You know what I'm saying? I've been working out heavy, you know what I'm saying? Black time the way. And I got a vacation coming up in, in August, so I'm trying to be pool ready. Right. But uh I haven't had quote unquote empty calories uh since January. So no beer, no soda, no Kool-Aid, no nothing. Mm. Just all H2O. I had one sprite uh for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I had a sprite for my out. birthday. That was it. Everything else. Went straight H two O. How that making you feel? Like do you feel that you feel that difference? No, just pissing a lot more. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> kidneys pure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pure out here. I'm, I'm, I'm pissing clear out here, dog. Right. But no, man. Uh, you talk about that, man, with the whole going out and the time it takes to recover, man. I just remember, uh, <laughs> wifey from uh, Black Tie last year, man. I. It took her like a whole, just from going out one night, mm-hmm. it took her until she was getting ready to go to the gala before she's like, okay, I think I can get out to bed now. Yeah. So like a 12-hour period, man. That's so. me now because cause my problem is when I DJ, I have to have, take the edge off drink. Like I want, you, you come into a club and everybody about to be drinking mm-hmm. and you're not drinking and playing music, it can get stressful. Of, hey, can you play? You know, you just sober as hell. So yeah. it's like, I got to have that one or two, which is fine. But then so and so see me out. Oh, hey, what you? And then you know, and then before I know it, I'm six, seven patrons Woo! in. And then I get home, and Sunday is is wasted. Uh huh. Monday is hell because it's Monday, and you still feeling like shit. And then it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, you like okay, 
I'm good now, but don't give me no alcohol. You know? <laughs> I and don't then, like, even look at it. That fourth day, you're like, okay, I might have a beer. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm worried because of Black Tie Weekend on the way, so I may have to dabble in some drinks. I can't just go in there yeah. <laughs> four months of no alcohol and get wasted. <laughs> right. I'll be going off for one drink. <laughs> man, shout to OP. I got to holler at him up in the CO last night, and we got to talk about that Black Tie, man. And it's, uh, like you said, that's how I feel. It's like, you can't just go quit some cold turkey and then dive in like you was three years ago. Exactly. You know? So it's like we was talking about that because I haven't really I've I drunk New Year's and I'm, I met up with a couple of friends and maybe twice at like a rooster. So like maybe three or four times this year I've had drinks, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing regular by any means. And it's like I don't miss it, don't need it. But then it's like certain times and certain things you're really excited for you like where to drink you know i'm ready to go so that's what you like and that's when you had them four day recovery because yeah, you don't man. wait too long and you went I'm too hard need it. i'm gonna need it <laughs> definitely man had an uber on deck man man but you made a post this week a very important announcement man, man i wanted to yeah. ask you about that i had a just a one of them wake ups in the morning where i was stressing over everything that's going on it's like i'm not the big post the, the the paragraph guy on <laughs> Facebook and I'm like, man, the only way I'm gonna really shake this attitude today is putting this out there and getting some of that love back that I'm mm-hmm. gonna get, you know, to be, you know, them them supporting words or, you know, because I was just kind of stressed with it all because basically what's going on is my disabilities that I have, I have PTSD and working in the VA, I thought that would be the best place for me because the people like help me. People. Yeah. I'm a vet. They vets. I'm going to love to help them. They're going to have the same problems. I'm going to know how to help them and all that. So I was very excited to work there. And over the two and a half years I've been there, man, it's been like a slow decline in my personality. Like I'm not, I'm not the cuss you out guy. You know, you know, I call you a bitch if you're having sex, if you ask, you know, that's the thing. But I'm not that, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. So to be at work and dealing with people coming up to you, that's crazier than you. You know, and then they talking down on you and I my glasses like, sir, I sit at the counter and answer the phone. I don't have no tools to fix your, you know what I'm saying? You got to right. deal with that every day. And it was starting to bother me to the point where it's like, I'm cussing these fools out. I'm, I'm giving you them out right back. Yeah, I'm getting them right back to them. And I'm like, if I continue working here, like I'm going to be fucked up in 10, 20 years, like just personally. Mm-hmm. So talking with people, knowing some of the benefits that I qualify for. I reached out to the counselors at the Volk Rehab Department, which is basically what that is. It's it's an employee employment benefit for service connected disabled veterans that are having either hard time finding employment, um, a hardship with their current employment. There's a few different things you qualify for, but if you can get in the program, it's kind of a process. But if you can get in it, they pay for your school, they pay for your books, and they don't stop working working to help you until you get suitable employment. So mm-hmm. like other benefits that the government has might be an education benefit where you can just go to school and they'll pay for you to, get, to do that, mm-hmm. but they don't help you get a job. Right. So this is more so like, we're going to keep working with you until you are in suitable employment, you know, and then we can say, okay, you've, you've graduated the folk rehab program, you know? So right. going to the side of that, I found out that I qualified and I can pick the job that I wanted to go back for. So I'm going back to school for uh cybersecurity IT I'm really excited about that. But in that process, I was applying for jobs because I was hating where I was at. So I'm applying for different government jobs. And I was applying in Vegas. And I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going. I applied in Hawaii. I was like, <laughs> like if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. So 
they had a new position out there for uh, former medics that were in the military. It's like a, a, a it's called an intermediate care tech, but it's a medic for the government. You're just doing medic stuff. I'm like, that's what I did in the military. In Vegas, I applied. Right when it closed, they started calling, boom. I'm like, oh, shit. They really might offer me this job. This is real. So I'm hitting the wife up. Like, remember that Vegas stuff you was talking? I'm like, they calling references, so it might be happening. So she's all excited. And then, and then it's like, literally, it's, it's, it's at the exact same time that I was at the Vogue Rehab appointment. They called me. I step out. They offered me the job. Wow. I'm like, but I I still don't know for sure if I qualify for the program because after you do all the little video stuff they have you do, you meet with the counselor, they go over everything and figure it out. So I was still in that process. And I'm like, so when I went on faith, like, I'm going to have to politely decline this Ooh. offer. Da, 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 da. So I declined it. So I'm walking back into this thing like, the fuck did I just do? You know, and I'm sitting there. It all worked out. You know, I qualified. But yeah. Declined that job offer to Vegas. And all I was thinking was like, man, Vegas. Vegas. Could you imagine living in Vegas? Like, cause not so much the gambling, because I am a big gambler. But <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like, I can bet on sports. Like, I can really get it the in. Raiders about to come to <laughs> right. town. I'm like, yo, this about to be amazing. So then I'm thinking, though, like, people come to, that's a destination location. You go in there this summer. So it's like, every weekend, every month, people you haven't seen forever, they, they come into you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it'll be fun every weekend. You know, you have people in town, whatever. I'm like, that'd be a great place to live. Cost of living ain't terrible. Right. A lot of golf courses. I'm good. Good weather. So, yeah. So I was really, we were really talking about it, but we get a lot of support from my family right. here. And, you know, when you from the area and you, it ain't just me leaving the VA, it's me damn near leaving DJing because it's like I have to rebuild that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot to it. I got a homie that work out there at the radio station out there. My man, AD, he got a podcast as well. And, uh, you know, he loves it out there. And I actually got another real good friend of mine. He actually used to live out there, him and his brother. But uh, they just moved. Him and his wife just moved down to Houston. And he was like, like the first three, four years, great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, eventually, yeah. after a while, <laughs> like. You get almost tired. You, of like, it. <laughs> all right. Then he was like, man, I couldn't even tell you the last time I've been to the strip. Like it's just something I don't do no more. Like it's the strip is the strip. Like it's gonna be there. Yeah. But like once he got got with his now wife, he's like, all right, well I don't need to go down there no yeah. more. Unless unless we coming to t- the boys coming to town. You got family in town. You no know saying people's. All right, I'm gonna go take y'all out, show y'all a good time on the strip. But other than that, it was a kind of like a detach. But I know out there. I mean, imagine if you could have got out there and you got a residency or something like yeah. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, you should have took it. <laughs> that's, that, that, that was a debate. It's like you had to come. Like, I look at like my my best friend Smoke. Like mm-hmm. he 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 had the ability to say, "I'm chasing this mm-hmm. and I'm doing it." Right. Well, that's great, and right. that's what you're supposed to do. But when it's not just you, yep. that's on the on the bill, and you got to realize that you're moving a nine year old, an eight year old, a nine month old, a wife. You know, you're moving. Away, thousands of miles away from your parents. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like that's that support just, system. Yeah, it's like you go out there and the baby's sick and and you were sick last week and you called off and now you got called. You know what I'm saying like you don't have that. Hey, mom, can I bring her over because she ain't feeling well? Yeah, come on. Like you don't have that when you away from that. And it's like it was a lot to it. So we, the wife was the wife's not from here. Mm-hmm. She got out of the air force here. So to leave here ain't shit for her because <laughs> she ain't even want to be here. She got sitting here. Yeah. So she ready to go. It was more so me being the quote unquote head of the house having to say, "Let's plan this yeah, thing we, out." Yeah, it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be that 
we going for it and we're going to make it. And if not, we can always come like, no, no, I, I'm not living that circle no more. We're we working for something. We're working for something. And then we're going to make this happen the right way. We're not going to, we're going to get out of this funk and mm-hmm. get in, and get our lives on the track that we want them to be on. Right. So it was just more to it, man. But ultimately the decision was like, well, if I'm still having problems with the high, can I help you? Cause that's what it boils down to doing that in the army, doing that at the post office, right. doing that at the VA. Like I've been doing, how can I help you for, for 14 years? And it's like to go to Vegas and say, how can I help you? Eventually just, I'm going to have the same problem. Yeah, just because the weather better, just because there's yeah. more stuff to do eventually. <laughs> yeah. It's all going to come back around. May not be a year or two years, maybe four or five, exactly. but eventually that same feeling is going to come back if you're not feeling satisfied in your career. Right. So, so I, 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 feel you. I told her, I'm like, it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be a career change. And then we can chase whatever we want to chase. But right. if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be doing this, like, cause I don't want to leave the government cause I got a lot invested in the government, you mm-hmm. know, the, the years you serve in the federal, you know, government, you know, the vacation time, you don't find that nowhere else. Nowhere else is giving you five weeks of vacation. Like that's very five hard. Weeks. Yeah. Very hard, to, very hard to find. So we max out at three here right. at uh, the radio station. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and five weeks is where I'm at. Once you reach, a, once you reach 15 years of federal service, you get eight hours of vacation time every paycheck. So you get a day off every paycheck. Like, people can't use it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Like the people that are in that bracket, we have, there, there's a guy who works at the VA. He works all year long and takes off the whole week of August because he's big in some festivals and things that he does. He travels. So he takes up the whole month of August. Damn. Homie. And then works the rest of the year. Picked the wrong career. But he still, but he, <laughs> he still got, he's saving that week or two. You know, and that's just rolling over, rolling over. He got use or lose dates. They'll tell yeah. him, oh, you got so much leave now, you have to take off three weeks. Sweet. Peace. So, I mean, he's been there a long time and can do that. But, I mean, those things in the government is what you, it's how they keep you, how mm-hmm. you get stuck in it. How you would just adapt and overcome whatever you're dealing with because you can't leave that. Them perks is a motherfucker. Yeah, boy. so it's like I'm I'm taking that that risk of saying goodbye to them for a moment. But being that my resume has the same counselors that are helping me, we work for the same business. It's mm-hmm. just a different level. So right. to be to, to my my resume to show I worked here, I went to Vogue Rehab, I'm coming back. You know, I know people now in the system. I know people who to talk to. I know how to wiggle back in. It's like that's going to be the goal. And having a cybersecurity thing right now with the, definitely that's just the, one of the hottest fields to be in right now. So I'm, I'm excited for it all, man. It's a another, another life change I'm dealing with, but you know, they, ain't, they always say you ain't too old to go back to school. Right. So, right. That's what they say at least. So hope, right. <laughs> hopefully by the time I'm 40, things is uh more settled and we, we, we rolling, but I'm, like for right now, we got to chase a little more. So that's what's up, Let's man. Get it down. I wish you nothing but luck, man. Appreciate that, and brother. Happiness with that, brother. Because I know for myself, uh, people always ask me, like, man, you've been at the radio station a long time. Facts, mm-hmm. facts. But I've also applied for uh, many other radio stations. Being working in radio, it's a it's a gamble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a situation where, you know, I've I've interviewed with uh, a station in St. Louis. Indianapolis, Minnesota, um, and in New York. I've interviewed with all these places, but you know, when you get a, a offer from a New York station and they basically are offering you the same amount of money you making in Dayton, Ohio to live in New York City. Right. What? I'll be living in the projects, bro. Right. Your kitchen be by your bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's just like th- certain things that you can and can't do. And, you know, I 
I know a lot of people that actually live in Dayton hate Dayton. Mm -hmm. Like they despise. I can't wait to get up out of here. Me, I don't hate it. I don't have no problem with the city. Hey, man. Of course, there's things I do and don't like, but ultimately, I'm not the type of person that thinks like that. Like, oh, man, it's it's the place that's holding me down. No, if anything's holding yourself down, it's yourself. You have the ability and it means to do it yourself, to get yourself out of those positions. And Mm -hmm. life is what you make it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, my happiness doesn't come from where I'm living or material things that I got. It comes from like. So I can have some of those J's? No. Oh, okay. That'd be enough. That'd be enough. <laughs> Sorry. I, you can't have those. <laughs> can't have those. And oh, I got a story about that too. God, I'm a terrible person. And I was just uh, talking with the wife, man. It's like, you know, about the New York opportunity I had. I was like, man, it, it was it's a great opportunity. Outstanding opportunity. But the company, you know, they're known for doing major hiring phases. And then two years later, mm-hmm. major firing phases. You know what I'm saying? So it's the opportunity to work in the number one media capital in the world. Right. But if shit goes awry, like, yo, we're in New York. Like, we have zero support. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If something yeah. goes wrong, exactly. anything like that. So it's a it's a gamble. And it's, it's things that I'm learning in the current company that I work for, you know, that I know if I'm staying on the right track, mm-hmm. which I believe that I am, I'm staying on the right track. I'm in contact with corp- corporate people, like literally email me every day. Not like, oh no, hey, this report is due sin. No, yeah. I'm getting, I'm conversating. Like, yeah. hey, did you see this? Oh, check this uh stat out. Oh, Kev, make sure you check out this link. Just some funny YouTube clips. Yeah. So I'm on the right path. And it's like we were talking about before, it's not what you know, who you know. Exactly. So I'm, I'm basically linking on to what I got. Yeah. And I, and I, I firmly feel that with the company that I work for that there's uh, avenues to grow. And if when that time comes, I'll be ready and I'll yeah. be prepared. Like for the job that I was up for in St. Louis was actually like about five years ago. If I'd have got that job, I actually got an inside word from um, someone's like, you can take that job. They paying a lot more money. They was, it was offering me double, mm. double what I was making. Damn. Yeah. I told <laughs> wifey with girlfriend at the time, I was like, Yo, we out. It's like, okay, if you think this is the right move for us. And I was like, yeah, it's double. And it's ba- St. Louis basically is a city that's pop. I mean, yeah. it's a city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm with it. Yeah. Got an inside word. It's like, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Like, I ain't saying, I'm just saying, there's somebody that I really trust in the business and a mentor to me. And I turned it down off of his word. Yeah. Two months later, they flipped the format of the station. Mm-hmm. I'd have been fucked. Yeah. I'd have been fucked. Would you still have been making the money? No. They, they, oh, they, 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 the format they, changes, they, everybody, the format everybody change, goes. Everybody. Kaputzville. Kaputzville. So that might have been your final check in the business. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's a calculated gamble, man, mm-hmm. when, when you make those decisions, man, and you just got to hope that you're doing the right thing. But I know in this uh, these last two years of my career in radio, I've learned so much. I met so many connections and uh, you know what I'm saying? I've made a lot more money than yeah. I did in the first part of my career. <laughs> so this is like, I consider like the middle stage of my career where I'm really making those connections and trying to better myself and trying to make some bread in the meantime. You know what See, I mean? That's, that's what I'm like really trying to get on is with, with, I was talking to the wife about the whole generational wealth thing, mm-hmm. but like I was talking to her like, 
us as a community, like we almost hinder like the fact of like, well, let's have so-and-so and so-and-so. Let's all just live together. Let's all just make it until we can all get ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Like people don't want to do that in our community as much as other right other communities and other you know um uh, uh, what's I'm looking for what I'm looking for other ethnicities you know mm-hmm. they they come here compound it up and they making dough yeah and everybody's saving and getting their life together like that's it, if that's what's needed it shouldn't be like a a, a shameful thing you know right and, and you know that and that's what is uh. I don't even know if it's a black thing. I th- is it an American thing where we think we too good for certain jobs? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You look at people that come from overseas, you know, within a year, they have a business in, in our communities. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's no secret, man. You go to a T-Mobile, not T-Mobile, but Boost Mobile, mm-hmm. Cricket. We, You know who owns them and, joints? Any gas station on Maine. Yeah. I mean, it's like the same family owned... All the gas stations on Maine. King's Stranger. <laughs> they out here getting it. And and you can't ever hate on them because they come. They These opportunities are here for us in our country. And they're taking advantage of it because we, we, quote unquote, too good to do it. Like to do the grunt work. And, they, and you know what I'm saying? Them dudes from King's and all these other gas stations, like they employ their family members and they be there to the crack of dawn. Yeah. The cra- they open it to close. Yeah. You look, you go to a nigga be like, yo, we need you to open the close. They're going to be looking at you like, huh? Exactly. And <laughs> like, well, bro, I got shit to do. <laughs> the gas station that opened up by my house, I've been noticing over the last, they've been there maybe almost a year or so, six, six months to a year. But it seems like the next person that's ready in the fam get to come over, mm-hmm. get they get they feet in the door. <laughs> and then the one that you've been seeing a long time, he ain't there, but the but the one one is always, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like like the dad is there and we just keep feeding in the nephews and the and, yeah. and the fam. And, and they, they just selling everything out yeah. of there. White tea. Whatever you need. Gas. Yeah. They got bongs in the glass case if you need it's one. It's going down, <laughs> man. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Those are opportunities that are here in our country, man, that people look down upon like oh man i'm gonna own a bodega or a corner store you know uh i actually have a cousin who uh who owns a corner store a corner store that we used to go to as kids he owns it now and uh i shot him out for that man because it's a it's a crazy thing to be like man shit we used to come to this store Mm -hmm. get candy sometimes steal candy right (laughs) and uh now you now you own it so that's pretty dope you know what i'm saying to own something in a community that you grew up in and now you probably got to deal with the same shit that we had to deal with fucking kids coming exactly. to your store. <laughs> right. What <laughs> day had to put the sign they used to post up? Only two kids at a time. <laughs> Book bags must be left outside. <laughs> I, was, so I was watching something on TV that was close to that. I was watching them L.A. riots. Mm. And uh, they have a uh, special on TV. It came on A&E. I think tonight it's on a different channel. But if you if you got the DVR set that, it's a 25-year L.A. riot thing. That's and, John Singleton, right? Yeah. Okay. And he was he he was talking a lot through it. It really just basically is reminding you. Because this show, like, the original, I mean, we're talking, like, no holds bar, the original footage mm. of, you know, Rodney King beating. Once all that happened, you know, the, the, the community was just, if you wasn't black, and you was riding up the Berg, mm-hmm. we pulling you out your day and beat like it, they was showing all that man. It was deep, but a part of that was, you know, they said when riots happen, things get burnt up. And it was talking about this family came over from China, had one of them like you know Sally Beauty hair shop stores, mm-hmm. and they spent twenty five years 
you know, building it, it was big like a, you know, a big like a not 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 like a small corner store, but like a CVS. You know, it was okay. like a big a bigger store, and they had really built the store up and got it how they wanted it, man. And like like that, it was gone. You know, burnt down. Nothing. A family here with a whole family's here with nothing. Nowhere mm-hmm. to work. Nothing. So I mean, it was it was deep, but it was talking about all the things that happened during that riot and how when they when Rodney King beating happened. They moved the, they moved it from like Dayton to yeah. Franklin. You know, it was like they moved it a little distance away to have like all that was in there. I mean, it was super, super like I watched I've watched it twice already. And wow. I don't watch those twice. Like yeah. I watched it twice. Well, I know that's how they um do with cases like that. They try to take it away from the actual you know, you're supposed to be uh what's the thing? What's this phrase called? Um by a jury or peers. Yeah. So you know, when you take it out of like L.A. County or exactly. whatever, you take it to a different county. Mm-hmm. It's a you're not those peers of the people that actually live in that city. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to you definitely go get a different outcome. It's to be like getting arrested in, on the Berg and having your court case in Xenia or, or you yeah. know, somewhere in Greene County. Yeah. You know, and it's like the whole and, and where they had it at peers. was a town that majority of the police department and and lawyers and like they all lived lawyers, in this county judges, so yeah. like they moved it to he didn't have a shot you know it didn't have a didn't have a shot in the world and when that verdict came out man so all that raw footage they were showing it went down and within like they, they they even interviewed a family who they is believed were like the first ones to get arrested like rioting like the uncles that was out there going like just going in and it just, just they got the neighborhood Everybody talking about it. They got riled up, and it just went down to the red light and got it in. I mean, yeah. And it was it was deep, man. It was a great, great, great show. They did I a remember great job when the that. L.A. riots happened. I believe yeah. I was like in the seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. I think. And I I believe we were on our class trip to D.C. And I remember um, my teacher, Mrs. Krause. I remember seeing her face in the chair, like, crying and shit. Like, y'all can't believe this shit happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know what I'm saying? We still young, so we really don't understand fully. And then you see the burning and the this and that and the third. And, like, yo, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then what was uh, what was a guy, the trucker that got pulled yeah, out Yeah, I don't truck? remember his name, but they, they, they showed that. They showed, like, he got pulled out of the truck. He got beat by some people. Somebody came up with the camera. Like all those people end up getting arrested mm-hmm. and going to jail for that stuff. But like they they showed all of that. They showed um I mean everything that was going on in the city, all the all the emotions that everybody was feeling. And it wasn't really even the black folk that was doing it was more Hispanics mm. and more that side, you know, that was really the gangs at that time that was really getting it in with the they I mean within I think it was in 45 minutes of the verdict is when that stuff starts. That's crazy. 45 minutes ain't And that's shit. before social media. That's before all that. Like, 45 minutes, the city was, I mean, they showed some aerial shots, and it was fires as far as you could see. I mean, it was. What is up with L.A. and fires? What's well, up with yeah, L.A. It's like Cal- just, yeah, riots. People, people with riot. Me, if I think of a riot, I think of, like, let's go to Best Buy. Right. You know, let's get it in. Let's go yes. to Apple Store. Like, like get that curved TV. Right. But I, I ain't thinking like on the way out. Let's put this bottle and flame in the this like, Molotov cocktail. Yeah, we just get what we get and then we out of here. Right. You know, it's like none of that other stuff matters. But it seems like almost probably like a 
cover your uh, DNA track, you know, yeah. <laughs> let's burn it out on the way. And like everything gets burnt up and every window broken. And mm-hmm. I mean, they was literally throwing like bricks at people's heads, bro. I'm, I'm talking, they showed all of that stuff on it. It was. And then they like, deep. I remember they called the police off, right? Like they yeah. just said, let the, them do what they're going to do. They'll tire out basically. Exactly. And the, then after a fact, we'll come in and clean it up. The lieutenant that was in charge, um, when all this was verdict was going to be like, you know, Friday, we're not in the verdict, you know, that he was trying to get his chief to put a plan in action. Mm-hmm. If it came back, not guilty. Well, the chief had that kind of mentality of like, I work in the city. So I know the city when really, you know, are you really working in the city? Mm-hmm. No. So like, he felt like the city wasn't going to work react for like the this. city. You don't work in the city. Right. He didn't feel like the city was going to react like that. So he didn't feel a need to have, extra you know people on call you know all that extra money spent he was actually at a banquet for something that was that was important but not for what was going on Mm -hmm. and um the lieutenant made the call to like pull it because it was just getting to the point where like they were outnumbered and they had pistols and they billy stick that Mm -hmm. was it you know what like they had riot gear ready to go in and there's hundreds of people at their neck so he made the call to pull everybody back. And when that happened, it was like, we we won. Right. The neighborhood won. Let's go to the next spot. And they just literally going down the street, hundreds of people, like, we going to the next spot. So they now they feeling empowered. Mm-hmm. And it just went, it went, I mean, it was, if you listen to this podcast, find, it's, I think it's called LA, let me look, I got a picture of it. LA riots 25 years later. Man, that's crazy, man. That's that's gotta be scary for a police officer too. I mean, you know, people rag on police officers a lot about, you know what I'm saying, they pulling us over, they treating us like shit. But uh, you, sometimes you do have to put yourself in those people's shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, you know what I'm saying? You in a community that's not yours. It's you're outnumbered, like you said, and all you got is a billy club and a pistol and everything like that. And it's a crazy environment, frustrated off of something that was on tape. And mm-hmm. was, these officers got off, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I would want to talk to a police officer that was there that felt like, man, how the fuck did these motherfuckers get off? And now they sending me out here to defuse the situation. Yeah, all like, that was even on there. Because they, they had, like, the original people. Like, there was a um a camera guy. He was pretty famous. I know the name when I hear it. But he was trying to get, you know, a photographer. He was in the area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was mingling in at first. And then when things turned, you know, if you wasn't black and they didn't know they was at you. So people started coming at him and hitting him and one of some black dude that just took it upon himself to be like, he knew who he was as a photographer and was like, you need to get out of here. Walking back to his car. Meanwhile, everybody's like literally around him trying to get at him mm. and got him in the car. They threw a brick at him in the head and like through the window point blank. Like, but those original people as they are now, 25 years later, you know, got it. We're talking in this documentary style video, uh, film, and that towards the end, the they haven't seen each other in 25 years since that moment when he put wow. them in the car. They haven't seen each other since. So that reunion happened on 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 that. Um, some of the like the lieutenant that had to make the call, he was talking through this because and it, certain people like a black guy that was trying to help somebody. They felt like he was a traitor. Mm. He basically got like forced out of the city. You know, because some of these Crips and Bloods was coming together. It wasn't even about that at that time. They was like, we about to join forces and we going after the police. 
So it got, I mean, it got really deep on there. It was a great, great, great documentary. Definitely got to check that out, man. And, uh, you know, have you been rocking with your fire stick lately? Man, I got have back you, into it, man. We, we, uh, is the scare off? The scare is off. We, we, <laughs> we thought we was down. My, my mom even hit me up like, it's a shame the fire stick's not working. Cause, <laughs> cause, cause they got one for, um, for my stepbrother for Christmas. And then I had bought them one for Christmas. So we didn't know. So they had two, one Christmas year. So they got one in the living room, one in the yeah. bedroom. They was geeked. I never even like, I'm not a big movie watcher. I don't, I don't sit down for two and a half hours and just do nothing like you know what I'm saying I'm not I'm always doing something it seems so I'm not huge on movies but I love to watch movies and I'm like at the VA they were selling them I bought one let me check this out and when I got that thing like now it's like I'll wake up at five in the morning just to get something <laughs> in on the weekend to, to have that quiet time to watch a movie so I, I will I, recommend this movie here Split James McAvoy is in it mm-hmm. Watch that. Yeah. Watch that joint. We watched it yesterday right before uh, some playoff basketball came on. It's real good, man. It's it's good, and then it gets real good. <laughs> I won't give no spoilers, man, because there's major spoilers. Anything I say will be a spoiler, but yeah. it's good, and then it gets real good. <laughs> I watched that uh, Jamie Foxx and T.I., uh, what's it called, Sleep or... I forget what it's called, but they were oh when where he was like a, cop a cop and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I watched that that was a pretty pretty good movie I watched that on there we we still haven't seen Get Out because my wife it's a good copy on there too we can't find it oh I got you, you know, I need it because we've been looking because every time we go to it the head come across the screen and, <laughs> and, and my wife gets furious because she ain't she can't yeah. she can't deal with it so I'm, I'm like the same I, way I don't really care like if I can hear and see what's going on I'm cool but. She as soon as it happened, she's like, ah, she turned, I can't watch. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so we checked it, uh, actually checked it Friday night and it was still, we couldn't find yeah, it. So man, yeah, man, that's a good copy on there, man. I, I need I, that. I'm gonna get you together, man. I'm gonna definitely get you man, together. I gotta start hollering my plug for most stuff. Yeah, the plug, man. <laughs> the plug. It's something about having a plug, man. You know, we was talking about sneak. Oh, yeah, let me tell you my sneaker oh, story. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> shouts out to my nephew, man. My little nephew turned 16 this past Thursday. He's uh, officially made it to the size 10 and a half. Uh-oh. So I was like, I hit him up. He know who to holler at. Yeah, I hit him up. <laughs> like, happy birthday, little homie. He runs track for Miamisburg. Also played basketball and football. You think he's a superstar? <laughs> Better get that uh, get that science grade up. Don't think I forgot about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I was like, all right, man, I'm going to let you let you get a couple pair because I'm going through the sneaker closet trying to get rid of stuff. Like, all right, man, I've come to the point where, all right, we need to get these numbers down a little bit. Yeah. So I had like 15 pair, like, all right, 15 pair. These are gone. Without a doubt, they're gone. So I was like, I hit him up. I was like, yo, you can get two pair. Hit up my other um nephew. I was like, yo, you can get two pair. So boom, I'm going to take the rest over to Play-Doh's closet. Y'all can do what y'all want to do. Yeah, whatever. Just give me some money. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? I just gave away 15 pair of shoes. I bought three in one week. <laughs> <laughs> three in one fucking week man one week bro like I, i'm and i get them you sitting. saw you, you you saw room for them that's what exactly. happened exactly i saw all this space yeah. like man <laughs> i got some room <laughs> and they like they came in like i ordered them and then like boom wednesday a pair came thursday a pair came. <laughs> friday a pair came like damn like shit i got a fucking problem man <laughs> hey you working hard for it though yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Look at it. That's, that's that's what I had to tell myself because I'm the guy that 
I'll look online. I get excited when I find something. I put it in the cart. I look at that shipping, pick which one I'm going to choose. Mm-hmm. And then I sit there and I go, shit. Don't. And then I find a reason in my mind not to, not to press. I wish check I out. had that in me, but I've got to the point where it's like, we work hard. Like we are young adults in our careers back though chasing it and it's like take that hundred dollars two hundred whatever like if it's gonna if it's gonna keep you at peace for the next week or two i'm, <laughs> I'm all for it so it's like whatever you passionately love and then are doing if you start finding reasons not to do it it just drives you crazy yeah so i, I got to the point where it's like i still have a very hard time shopping and I, I just i got 150 dollars i want to buy something it's like I can get the girls them ah, them see. coats they wanted. I can, you know, like you just go through all that, and then it's like, I'm gonna still work hard and get them that, but damn it, I can't keep wearing these same the same <laughs> shit every day. You know, like I need some shit too. So you got you got to find it in there and then take care and spend that little time. I will say this, man: the shoes were only one fifteen a piece. See, yeah, better than the two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple hours of work for you on the weekend. You know it, and, <laughs> and you know what? Also, I did this week, man. I finally bit the bullet and joined the Apple music movement. Yo, sorry for the 1 a.m. text last night, but that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I was up on the road and I went to Apple music and just going through some of their like playlists. And I was like literally having a party in the car. Dude. It was great. I don't know. <laughs> like people have been telling me, people have been telling me for like, like at least a year, like, yo, you need to get with the Apple music. It's the deal. It's dope. It's dope. And me working in radio, I'm like, you know what I'm saying, one of my small boycotts would be like, all right, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm, I'm not supporting satellite music. I'm not supporting yeah. <laughs> streaming. I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to uh, watch uh, commercials because yeah. that's how, you know. So slowly but surely, I said, fuck these commercials on DVR. <laughs> slowly but surely, now I'm down with the Apple Music Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> it's dope as fuck. Yeah. It's dope as fuck. We was going, me and the wife, she came with me to the gig and uh. After we hollered at O, we uh, got back on the road, and we were just talking about quality black tie music that I Ooh, wanted to play. Wee. And I'm like, I want every song to mean something to somebody. Like, that's how that's how much I've been digging into my playlist. Them crates, bro. So we was talking, and I'm like, we was talking about R&B and different stuff. Like, early, that, that 1030 song when you're walking into the all-white party, and you walk in and hear something that's like, oh. Are we on that? And like that's the vibe I want each person to feel when they walk in. I want that song. That's how hard I'm working. So we started talking about genuine. We go to the genuine Apple Music and go to the greatest hits. Before you know it, we on Jaheim and I mean we just everywhere and we were just having a party and Apple Music man. It's like you get on a good a good playlist on them. You gonna be listening to them for hours. I've man, been I've been listen. going hard on Apple Music the last week. Man, I got it. And of course, first thing I'm listening to, I'm I'm on the Kendrick. Oh, yeah. I'm streaming that heavy. Then I start searching for stuff and I'm finding basically everything. I'm like, oh shit, they got this on here. Oh shit, they got this on here. So I found one of the playlists, let the hooked it up. Wife be like, What's that? Like, you made a mix or something? I'm like, <laughs> nah. It's the Apple Music. She was like, I thought you was gonna get Spotify because she uh she Android mafia. <laughs> yeah. I thought you was gonna get Spotify family. I was like, no, nah, I'm just testing this out to see how this gonna work. <laughs> it's that three month trial. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I like that. That's dope. Da, 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 da. Like, when you gonna sign me up? One was like, never. Right. <laughs> when you get on the iPhone. Speaking maybe. of that Kendrick man, because I've been listening to that heavy. Woo! Behind. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Uh, Element. 
I'm gonna make you look sexy. Damn, <laughs> damn right. That's my shit. <laughs> That is my element shit. by yeah. far for me. Yeah, Element and DNA are my two favorites, I Man, think. Man, the video, though. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, Don Cheatham. Yeah, I just saw that. That's that. That's the type of stuff that keeps Kendrick where he at. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the type of stuff that keeps him where he at. I was talking to my brother about it, man, because uh, <laughs> I, I pick on my brother about this all the time, about him and hip-hop and how, how much of a hip-hop person he is and how he phases in and out of hip-hop and... I'd be like, man, the newest hip hop album you bought was Ludacris back for the first time. Like, that's yeah. like, he'll bring up shit. Like, man, I do listen to newer stuff and he'll bring up some shit that came out literally <laughs> like 17 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll give him credit. He's a big J. Cole fan. He loves Kendrick, uh, likes Childish Gambino. So mm-hmm. there's like pockets where like he feels like, oh man, this is, this is what it's about. This, this is dope music or whatever. And, uh, I was talking to him about the album. He's like, man, it's a lot better than the Butterfly was the the last Kendrick album. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the hell it was called. Uh Black Butterfly, I yeah. think it was called. I was like, I agree. I was like, it's like, but this shit is dope. And then also J. Cole had his um special on HBO the other night. I watched that. That was pretty dope. And watching that J. Cole doc makes me like the album even more. Because yeah. I thought the album was cool. It's cool. It's cool. Not all that. It's cool. Right. But watch the doc and then go listen to the album again. It makes the album much better. And I know uh, certain people will be like, well, I shouldn't have to have a visual for an album. It's an audio. So why do I need a visual for mm-hmm. it to make the album seem better? Just do it. <laughs> Just right. do it. And then watch the doc and then go listen to the album and you'll get the whole story behind it. And the, everything that encompasses the album, you'll get a better feel for it because it does take a second. The, it took me about four listens to the J. Cole to understand the whole album and see where he's coming from with it. But with this Kendrick album, the first listen, I was like, yeah, this shit pretty dope. Yeah. But I don't like to jump the gun. I like to listen to it a couple of times before I put my, my stamp of approval on it. Yeah. So, but I'm rocking with it, man. That's uh, the only thing I've done with J. Cole recently was that post he had with the surveillance footage of the Ooh. of them raiding the house. I went back think and the neighbors think of selling dope. That's exactly what I went back to listen. <laughs> Motherfucker, I am. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I mean, to see that and then be like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, and that's what that visual does for you. Yeah, it it's not so much like you have to, but to do it, it'll make it'll make that paint and go from black and white to color. Facts. You know, it'll make it dope. You know, so I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a visual person, a visual learner, anyway. So to have the visual, like I, I'll listen to it. And then once I watch a video or something come out with the visual, I'm right back to listening to it again because now I can see what he was thinking with his visuals. So, yeah, I'm definitely all about the visuals. That's must. Absolutely, man. How about this black tie coming up, though, man? We got to talk about some black tie, black man. Tie, black tie talk? Black tie talk? Yeah, man, we're going to put it out there because this is starting to be announced. Oh, at, least one, at least one of them anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Um, um, uh, Saturday Gala. Woo! June 3rd. Woo! Boom Shoff. Woo! It's gonna be uh, the, we taking the whole building over, man. Man, listen, whole building. I'm so pumped up for this event, man. As uh, a couple weeks ago, I hollered at the brother, Curtis Man the Third. I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm not sure if this is out to the public, but where's the gala?" And he <laughs> gave me the inside scoop and said, "Hey, don't say nothing, right? Like, who am I gonna tell?" <laughs> and then I saw the post. Then like, I saw the post. <laughs> Share. I, I, I was sitting with old Peasy. 
I got over there fourth quarter of the Memphis San Antonio game. Mm-hmm. Kawhi got buckets. Man, he didn't miss from the time I got there until that <laughs> air ball at the end. He did not miss. <laughs> but uh, sitting there, I'm going through because I have been DJing, so you're not really in my phone that much. So I'm on the couch watching the game. We chopping it up, and I see Kurt's post. I'm like, so about the uh, boom shot? Like I, I was, <laughs> I was waiting because I like I, I knew nothing, I knew something, but. I was waiting, like, and I saw that post, so I started talking to O about it, man, and just the, the concept of the night, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's O and Kurt, man. It's it's top notch, man. So we make sure I'm telling you, if you grown and you want to have that one weekend that you can close your eyes and feel like you back in '99 having the time of your life, mm-hmm. this is the weekend. It's Thursday, a comedy show, golf outing Thursday morning, mm-hmm. white party Friday. Black Tie Gala, where people will be coming for your neck, so don't show up. Don't show <laughs> up on that. Don't show up on that on that closet suit you've been had in there for a couple years. Go get you some new shit. I'm telling you, because it's it, it's not so much you got to be that way, but just know that people are really taking the time to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. And now we got a little bread. We working in our careers. I'm telling you, this is a grown. Bad boy reunion. I <laughs> yes. mean, it's 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 just it's it's big. It's big. And I would highly suggest taking that Monday off from work. Absolutely, because you ain't twenty one no more. <laughs> can I can I keep it real with you? you? Can't make this up podcast. Please do. The reason I told my job I'm leaving sometime in May <laughs> is because I will not be working Black Tie weekend. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. So I'm like, not sometime in May you getting this because uh. I'm not putting no leave for Thursday through Monday because I'm gonna have it. Cause I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be re- getting ready for school. Man, listen, <laughs> so, man. You know, I I have a staff at the station, man. So you know, I'm responsible for our part time employees. You know, a staff of like uh, eight to ten people. And I told them in our uh our meeting, like at the top of the year, I was like, look, I'm off. I gave put them, everybody my vacation days. I was like, all right, this vacation I can be contacted by phone. This vacation, I can't. Black tie is one of those. <laughs> the vacation I'm taking with the wifey is another one where I can't be contacted. Right. So that there black tie is serious business, yes. man. It's serious business and it's a serious good time, man. And uh all jokes aside, man, it's a you know, especially for people that went to Wright State, it's a it's a reunion and it's uh something that we can come back to on a yearly basis where, you know, we don't have a football team. Well, we got a football team, but we don't have a traditional football right. team where we have a homecoming where, you know what I'm saying, we have our, our central state folks that come back for their homecoming mm-hmm. or we know people that went to Ohio State or Michigan, blah, 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 that, oh, man, we going up to our homecoming and everything like that. We didn't have that experience. Our experience basically was our four or five years together and then everybody branches off yeah. and, you know, it's uh, we communicate with those ones that we were super tight to and stayed super tight with. And you do your little trips and everything like that. But there's nothing like coming back together as a as a school base and seeing people that you were cool with then. You see them on the book and you mm-hmm. chop it up via the book. But seeing somebody in person, seeing face to face, give them that hug, give them that dap, yeah. catch up. You know what I'm saying? And people that weren't able to come last year, they're going to be there this year. Exactly. I so know everybody that missed it. Yeah, everybody that missed the inaugural. You know, and that's the thing <laughs> about it, man. You know, there's... There's a form of communication via text or via, via phone call, email or Facebook. But, you know, seeing somebody face to face, 
talking to somebody mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, three letter, three word conversations on a phone is a totally different thing, man. Yeah. So I encourage everybody, like, even if you're not going to be able to go to the white party or the gala, if that's not your speed, you know what I'm saying? They have family friendly yeah, events. Come to the cookout. Come Saturday. to the cookout. Yeah. Bring the family down. Bring the kids down. Like, I'm, I, I know some other stuff that's going on at the family function. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have food trucks out there, vendors out there. It's going to be a great time for everybody. So, like I said, if the comedy show ain't your speed, the the party scene ain't your speed, you know, they got tours of the campus. Come check out the campus. Yeah. See how much money of yours has been put <laughs> back into that school that you went to. You know what I'm talking about? That's where my Volk Rehab meeting was. I had to go to the right <laughs> state. And this is so funny. Living, living in Fairborn for as long as I did mm-hmm. and my wife going to the right state. I know what it's like to drop her off in Allen. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to, you know, all that. So that's where I had to go to Allen. Yeah. So I'm like, that's the one with the big rock, right? Yeah. You know, I'm asking her because I ain't go. I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm getting close to the school. I came the back way where they put that dumbass island over there now. Yeah. So I had to go around that. <laughs> so I'm calling the people close to the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm in the parking lot. I'm looking for spots, but I'm being shortly. That's how right State is, right? Yeah. I pull up Allen. It's completely empty. Like, it's, probably, it's spots everywhere. They probably was like, what the hell? Uh, I, I pull up like just my luck. The one and this this is like nine a.m. on a school day, like Wednesday, Thursday. I'm like, it has to be no parking. Allen was had probably two hundred parking spots. I'm like, just my luck. I try to wiggle that lie in, and they got me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that right state for not going to right state and to be excited for this event. I can only imagine what it's like to go through the years, like what I call my military years, that mm-hmm. 19, 23, 24, going through that. With the group of people in college, is there has to be that same like feeling where it's like friends for life. Mm-hmm. You got some people that you really can you, you can call at any time and pick right back up like it's nineteen ninety nine. You yep. know you can you can have those relationships into like you say, not so much liking pics and commenting, but to be able to just sit down, toast the glass, you know all that. Like that's that's what we, yeah, man. That's I'm telling you, this is a weekend of. Anything that you would like to do, it's gonna be it's gonna be offered, man. Absolutely, man. Definitely get your black tie tickets, man. Uh, you know the promos codes was out last week. Had ten percent off. Be on the lookout. Hint, hint. There might be yeah, some more I coming. Wish, soon. I wish mine would have said DJ Killer Kev for anybody that's listening in the <laughs> in the committee, but Kev S will work. <laughs> but uh, DJ Killer Kev would have been nice. Um, but you know, why? Why? Why fight over something like that? You know, why right? fight over something yeah. so petty yeah, as yeah, yeah. that? Right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no worries either way. <laughs> well, there it is, man. Another episode of UK Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Shout out to DeMarco Bars and Beyond. Izzy, what up? Check us out at the You Can Make This Up podcast on iTunes. And we out of here. Peace. <laughs>